Welcome to the Vibrant Family Podcast today with Katie Lee and Pastor Taryn Shea. PT, you're you're in somewhere interesting. What's in your background there? Well, this is technically not where I'm at, but it's a wonderful place to be. This is a picture from last week on Wednesday when we did the Red Cross Blood Drive, and it was a wonderful success and a wonderful experience for all of us that were part of it. And you know, a lot has happened since last week, PT. And and you know, the week before our podcast was about disciple making in the families with younger children. And since then, we've been planning to have this one, talking about families with older children, teens, you know, getting ready to go to college. And now the social landscape has changed so much or has evolved so much that we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we uh, have a lot of weighty things to consider right now, uh, both personally, but also it is something that has certainly extended uh, you know, to our kids if they're in a home. And this is even intergenerational where, you know, if you have, you know, young adult kids, if you have, you know, an intergenerational household, you know, the things that's happened since last week with George Floyd, this is the topic, this is the subject. And so we wanted to gear this week's episode on how disciple making in this phase of reopening, how it directly connects to you and your home through the conversations that you can have with your kids. This is definitely an opportunity for disciple making. While it is uh, very burdensome, and yet it does open up many opportunities for conversation between parents and children. You, you just can't really avoid it anymore, you know. But yet it's all very confusing. There's so many, so many emotions and 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 news and and information going on. Uh, so we just want to take this episode to kind of boil it down in a simpler way for parents to connect with their children. So PT, you've come up with three points. Let's start with the first one. Tell us what the first point is in order to kind of uh, scale it down for parents to be able to connect with their kids. Okay, thanks, Katie. Well, each of these points start with the letter P, which is also supposed to help us connect with parenting. And the first point is simply this, pay attention. A lot of times we might just focus on maybe keeping ourselves safe or you know, maybe uh, just taking care of our own business or trying to make our own schedules work out for us, but it's easy to tune out everything that's happening around us. But your kids, your youth kids, your grown uh, young adult children, uh, this is something that they really care a lot about. Uh, they've been impacted and affected. There's been all kinds of uh, sources and publicity. There's been all kinds of uh, activity and also uh, commentary given on social media. And many of the younger people, they're rising up in the opinion or two that they're affiliating themselves with and so it helps so much for you to first pay attention to the ways in which they're being stirred up, the ways in which their passions are being raised, and the ways in which they have questions and frustrations and have emotions that they may not fully understand, but you could be a part of the solution and you can walk with them. I would encourage parents that this pay attention part is to not make any assumptions. Don't make assumptions about your children believe or don't believe or what they know or don't know. I would say generally, your kids probably know more than you think they know, that you think they know. Uh, maybe you might think that your children are more sheltered, and that might be true, but they're exposed to social media and all that is out there. So pay attention to your children and really hear their heart and how they're, they've been reacting to all this news. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that is out there, and maybe even your children are vocal but there's so much that they don't understand either. And we wanna use this time to be able to build a bridge to them. And they might be looking to you for answers. They might not care what you have to say, 
But the first step will be for us to pay attention instead of just hoping that something will go away or hoping that someone else can take their place uh, in terms of processing this with them. And that leads us to the second step, which is simply to process what is happening with your children. So you pay attention and then you do want to process. That means to open up the conversation. And even if you, you know, are thinking that you're not going to agree, I know what my kids are going to say, they're not, but open up the conversation to process together. Yeah, this is a very big topic, whether you're talking about racism, whether you're talking about justice, whether you're talking about cultural differences, whether you're talking about history, and for many of us that are from immigrant families, we're just not as personally connected to the history of this country. And so the processing part just means that we want to come from a position of having an open ear and a soft heart to intentionally hear and seek out what our children are thinking and what they're wrestling with so that we could be in the journey with them of making sense of things. Yeah, I think uh, as you process together, remember that you're, you are on the same team as your, as your child. Uh, you're not uh, trying to have an argument. Uh, you want to walk alongside with your child to help them understand what's going on or give them some uh, food for thought, right? You want to give them some input um, and listening together and, and dialoguing together. This is, process doesn't mean you tell them how to think but to hear them and to think through these things together. I, I, I think even as parents, we don't have all the answers. Yeah, and so we want to be able to be a part of how they're able to turn their questions and turn their doubts and turn their anger and frustration into something that is actually gonna be productive and helpful to their understanding of the world. This is all part of the disciple making because it helps them through our engagement to take ownership of their faith that even if they have doubts or if they have disagreements with maybe something they've learned or they've heard or they've been taught along the way as they've grown up, this is where they're able to wrestle with it and they're able to ultimately then allow what they've been taught to become what they believe in and reflect their convictions. This is the disciple making part at work. And if you are can have that happen at home with the parents, that's the best place for them to process. Otherwise, they're talking about it with their friends who are probably just feeding into the same narrative. Whereas if you can do that in the home and your parents can talk with their children together in a calm manner, that is a really an ideal place to process some of these thoughts. And I mean, have you consider, you know, maybe how your kids are responding to the things that, that's been happening recently. Some may be more passionate or riled up about it more than others. For some, maybe they don't care. Maybe they're just perfectly fine being raised in a bubble and they're not paying attention to it. And, and so that comes back to the first part again of knowing who your kids are, paying attention to them so that you can engage them where it's helpful. A lot of times they're looking to us or they have questions and they're kind of watching us, but we don't engage them. And so the processing part is just inviting you to be a part of the journey. Even if you don't have all the answers, or even if you have many good answers, we want to walk with them, not just talk at them. Well, I would suspect, PT, that um, there would be quite a bit of disagreement, actually, between parents and their teenagers coming from different generations and different culture, possibly, that, you know, emotions might run high, right? So I would encourage the parents, parents, you got, you got to take the high road, right? You, you got to stay calm. Uh, don't belittle their opinions. Respect their opinions as much as you want them to respect yours. You, you got to give it both ways. 
Yeah, remember this is helping them to take ownership of ideas that then will translate to convictions for them. So it's okay that you don't always get your way or they don't always repeat what the right answers are. It's just more important that they're able to process with it. And that then leads to the third point, which is to point them to the truths and the foundations that we know are eternal and lasting, which is Jesus Christ and also the gospel. We want to point them to who God is, but then who we are as sinners, which then creates an even playing field, an even platform for everyone that we all fall short, which means that we're not all going to know everything and we all need God's help. And then we point them to what it means to follow Jesus through repentance and faith and that this is a lifelong journey. And I know even right there, that wasn't very long. And maybe some of you guys have more robust responses and praise God for that. But maybe for some of us, we just have very simple responses or even where we have more questions than responses. But we can still do the third action of pointing them to Jesus, pointing them to God's word and pointing them to who he is and who we are and how much we need him to be saved in this life and in the next. You know, people say, oh, you got to understand both sides. And sure, you got to understand both sides of every issue. But really, the only one side is to point them to a biblical worldview. Uh, the way to understand both sides and all sides is to understand it in light of the gospel, in light of God's word, uh, in light of what Jesus has done for us. Uh, without that, we really don't understand all sides. Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, the story of uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. If you recall, uh, Lazarus was sick and then he died. Uh, Jesus took his time to get there, but we knew why. It's because he knew that what he was doing was going to be what God the Father was going to do to glorify Jesus the Son. And so he took his time to get there in his perfect timing. When he got there, he saw that Mary and Martha were upset. And Martha said to him, if you were here, Jesus, he would be okay. So this was certainly a statement both of sadness and frustration and lament and, and wishing that Jesus had done something different. But then she put her faith in him. Meanwhile, he didn't spend the time correcting her. He reminded her of a coming resurrection, which is a hope in him, but also he wept with her. He walked and wept with the family that he loved. He didn't use them. He wasn't just trying to get, the right, get her to say the right things. He just wanted her to continue to trust him and continue to look to him. And he is the resurrection and the life. In this instance, we have the opportunity to do the same thing. Not that we have all the answers, although we have some, but that we want to point our children as we walk with them towards Jesus and the hope and the life that is in him. Yeah, thanks for sharing that about um, Lazarus incident with Jesus there. You know, Jesus exemplified all the three Ps. He paid attention. He didn't belittle her lack of faith, maybe. And they, he processed it with her in the sense of sharing the empathy and the crying together. And then pointing Mary Martha to the gospel, that he is the resurrection. He is the life. And that's how Jesus did all of the three Ps. Of course, that, of course we didn't make that up, right? Everything originated with Jesus. <laughs> you know, there's so much more to talk about in this um, in how, how to engage in the disciple-making process here um, with the current events. You know, it's not going to be just this one um, topic or one event. There will be many throughout the life uh, of your child and, and through uh, living life in this society. And this is just uh, one opportunity for parents to really engage your children. 
Yeah, I envision it as a process of really, you know, if you're thinking about a storm, it's, it's teaching your kids how to swim. You know, when they're really young and maybe they're not able to understand as much, you know, you make them put on the floaties, you make them put on the vests, and you just, you know, hope that they paddle along and are okay. But when they get older, you, you teach them how to swim. You throw them into the pool. You don't always save them. You just teach them how to put one arm in front of the other, how to breathe, uh, how to aim towards an edge so that they're able to be safe. It's the same idea as, as your kids get older, there, there's gonna be more and more storms coming in life, like you said, Katie. And as they're growing older, they have questions about bigger issues in life. And we wanna teach them to look towards Jesus and to make him their life vest and then to swim and then to navigate through these waters and to find safety ultimately in him. Even if in this life, things don't work out exactly as they plan or we plan or anything, which just makes it life. We want to point them towards Jesus and teach them how to swim. And maybe many of the parents here, you really don't know if your child is saved or not. Well, this is the time to engage them and share the gospel with them. Um, you know, you may think, I, I don't know how to share the gospel. You know what? All you need is John 3.16. <laughs> That's why I tell the children, you know, I, when I share the gospel with the children, I don't have a lot of verses to flip through, you know, the Roman road and everything. Uh, just remember one John 3.16 and let God's word speak for itself. Uh, point them to Christ, point them to the one who died for us because God loves us. And share the gospel and, and maybe this is the moment, this is the opportunity that they will come to true repentance and faith um, through your sharing. What a privilege I would be for parents to lead their child to Christ. And this is also where the, the church comes in. You know, Vibrant Family Podcast, we exist to really bring together the home and the church. And so where you, know, you find that you need resources and encouragement, that's where you'll find us as well as the church to come alongside you and walk with you in the same way. You know, we're not looking at you, expecting you to have everything done perfectly, know all of the answers. We wanna hear you in your struggles, where you're at in your home, and we just wanna walk with you, whether it's giving resources, uh, kind of coming alongside the council, whether it's to be a part of the ministries and, and the events and the milestones that happen in your life. Uh, this is why this podcast is here, and this is also what we're aiming to do in our church. So thank you for letting us even be able to come into your home in this way week after week. Uh, I know you have plenty of other things to listen to and watch at times, uh, but thank you just for giving us this slice of, of your life each week. And, you know, these are difficult times. Uh, you know, I know as parents, you're fearful for your kids, aren't you? You're fearful of the world that they're growing up in, and we cannot shelter them uh, from what's happening in the world. And in a way, you don't want to shelter them because you do want to challenge them with what God has in plan for them and how they can, maybe your children will be growing up to be that mover and shaker in this world to make a difference. So we want to raise children like that. And, you know, I hope that uh, as we talked about the three Ps today, pay attention, process together, point them to Christ, that these uh, simple ways would help you open up the conversation with your kids. Seek to understand them, build a bridge and a relationship. And you know, God designed the family in such a way that you have this ongoing disciple-making opportunities at home right now. So don't worry that if I didn't get this one conversation right, right? You can have many conversations. It doesn't work today. Oh, you know what? Tomorrow. You know what? I said something wrong yesterday that, that didn't make sense. Let, let's talk about that again. You know, it's not a one and all conversation. And you can, that's the beauty of being in the family. So I encourage you to open up the conversation. It's not one or two conversations. It could be a lifetime of conversations. But as long as you make yourself available 
and accessible, you may be surprised that your kids are going to start asking you for your opinion. And that's when you really uh, be able to have um, uh, uh, um, that robust conversation together and to have uh, uh, the love and the unity and be able to walk alongside together. Anything to add, PT, before we close this episode? No, thank you so much. Hey, we'll see you next time.